0: Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And guys, we are back to our regularly scheduled podcast. We're just, uh, we're wanting to do some topics today. And if you have been watching the series, we've been going division by division uh, because of a couple of unforeseen things. We kind of got behind with that. We were hoping to be done with it by this point. We're still going to finish it off, uh, but we're just going to make them YouTube videos. So that's uh, that's going to be straight on, onto YouTube Between the Pylons if you want to go uh, check that out uh, on YouTube. Uh, we're doing NFC East today, so, so you can check that as well but for this pod uh, we wanted to talk about the preseason talk about some of the biggest topics so what we did is we put our heads together grabbed a couple topics that we each wanted to talk about and we're just going to go through them i mean i don't really have anything else to add i mean just what you know what let's start here i
1: think like a free a free form preseason overall just which i feel
0: like we have the most fun with when it's just like kind of kind of off the cuff a little bit yeah um but i wanted to start here what what has been your biggest takeaways from preseason at this point
1: Biggest takeaways. Yeah. This is um, not
0: prepared at all, so I'm catching no, up to I
1: would honestly just say looking at – so for, for me and my lens looking at it is trying to evaluate quarterback play. I've really yeah. kind of put an emphasis on that mm-hmm. and trying to evaluate the this rookie class uh, particularly because it feels like there's a lot of pressure on these guys to immediately yeah. perform a lot of different quarterback battles going on. And just kind of, you know, for me – I'm looking... I feel like I'm watching a lot of smaller details instead of, like, the bigger picture of games now. Yeah. And it's it's fun, honestly. I really like it a lot to be able to look at just one certain aspect of a game and then go back and watch that same game and get to focus on another aspect of... Of that, yes, it does take a lot of time, but I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the only way to watch preseason. Because if you watch it, if you look at it like oh, if you try and look at the stat sheet or really just like the overall picture, you you miss out on all the context. Okay, we're okay, so it's
1: not fun to watch third quarter Jag Saints. Yeah, unless you. In, on unless you're paying attention show. to
0: a player yeah, or something exactly. like that, beyond that, it's like okay, who who cares what their stats were? they were playing third stringers, or who were they playing? We don't know. Like, I mean, uh, so that, that's been like my biggest thing because I, I absolutely agree. That's that's exactly how I, I watch the preseason as well. And, and you know, there's certain teams. It's kind of fun because like when we we really do try and follow all of uh, the football world at the same time. And with preseason, you kind of get like that rev up to the regular season because regular season you got to pay attention to every game. Everything's important. But preseason, if the if the Saint or like the Seahawks, they're not playing any starters. If they're playing, I don't really have to pay attention to them because mm-hmm. they're not playing any starters. Doesn't really matter. Rams not really playing any starters. Doesn't really matter. So you just get to kind of focus on some of the uh, bigger talking points and more interesting things going around in the NFL, and, and that is a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy that a lot. Um, so let's, I guess, uh, just take go right into the first topic. Um, I want to uh, let's let's start with you mentioned uh, the Jack Seahawks last night. Yeah, Travis Edian. You, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on Travis Edian. Obviously, has the the injury. Liz Frankfoot injury, probably going to be out for the year. Uh, So thoughts on on the injury for Etienne, how it affects the Jags, and what you've thought of the Jags so far, because I know you've been keeping a close eye on on Trevor Lawrence and all that. I have
1: been, yeah. I mean, that's one of the teams that I was most excited for and ready to see them kind of get this thing going in the right direction, just because there were so many moving parts that started to really line up and, you know, kind of like just seeing the bigger picture as a whole. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I know what it's going to sound like. It's going to sound like you take out Etienne and the whole piece just falls apart it's not that mm-hmm. i wish i could have talked about this and then Etienne. first i wish he wouldn't have gotten hurt at all but i had my i wish i could have said these thoughts before the Etienne injury because i know the way it lines up so i'll start with etian i think it is it's just a damn shame i think it's just a disservice to a lot of football fans in general just because we don't get to see that product out on the field how electrifying he could be and growing into that role looking at it from a fantasy aspect this is the reason why you draft late I think that's always safe to say. Yes, the only reason that you would want to draft early is if you just want to add that random chance Mm -hmm. of letting this stuff happen, which teach their own on that, I guess, for myself and my league, and I know what I prefer is to draft later because I was going to take Etienne extremely early because I felt very strongly about, yes, it may be being a split back in the beginning, but eventually as the weeks go on, you could tell who the better back was in in Etienne and then taking over. So I'll step away from that. I hope he gets better and we can get to see him next year. And all in all, maybe the Jags aren't ready for Etienne this year. You know, I think it might be safe to say uh, it sucks that he's having an injury setback that he might have to physically try to bounce back from. But all in all, it looks like the Jags aren't even ready for Trevor Lawrence right now. I've watched them in preseason. It's been abysmal. I am starting to doubt Urban Meyer in this college experiment going into the NFL. I've heard a lot of different beat writers talk about the way that he conducts practice and how he definitely is just translating the college atmosphere and vibe into that NFL and if the players don't grasp that concept right away, I think that it could start to, you know, chip away at each other and it yeah. And they're not gelling, they're not meshing as well as what they could be going forward. And I'm not seeing it right now. They don't look good. They don't look good at all. I, it's preseason, so this would be the overreaction right now. Yeah. But I'm going to sit here and say Jacksonville, two or three wins.
0: Yeah, I, I will say it, that is an overreaction. Couldn't agree more with what you're saying with Edian. I, I thought he was going to be a fancy weapon. I thought he would have, you know, early on probably be more of that receiver back. But as the week's gone on, couldn't agree more with what you're saying with that. Um, but I, yeah, I think it is a little bit of an overreaction. Like, I will, I'll be honest, like Trevor Lawrence has not been the most impressive quarterback in, in preseason. I would argue not top two. Um, like I, I certainly have a top 2 that that have been more impressive and certainly more I think consistent. is the
1: fourth best rookie quarterback in preseason.
0: Right now. Yeah, and I I, I won't argue with that. Now, I will say he is working with lesser than some of these other guys, right? I think that's certainly fair to point out, and, and I think lesser does also include the coach. I mean, I, I do. I certainly there's certainly um, some issues there, and yeah, I, I I 100% understand what you're saying with the Urban Meyer trying to bring that college atmosphere to the NFL, and if that is what happened, what's happening, and obviously we're this is conjecture. I yeah. you know we're not in camp, we don't really know, but if, based on everything that you've heard, and I, I absolutely agree, everything that I've heard as well that does seem to be what's happening. If that is happening as the years go on, like as the seasons go on, hopefully you can get in that influx of rookies that will buy in but it is going to be a lot harder with your free agents you're going to have to be so much more picky because it's not just about talent and fit and scheme it's also about is this guy willing to buy in to a system when he's been treated like a man and now he's being treated like a college kid I'm hearing that
1: they're getting babied again some of the drills that they're doing are literally just right off the college like because that's what you that's what you're trying to do in college you're trying to see who has that fire who has that ability who has that will who wants to hit they're playing bull in the ring for those who don't know that's where you have a guy in the middle you have a about six or so on the outside and the coach randomly points at one and they just go smack the crap out of each other. Mm -hmm. You want to see someone endure that and get through that. These are grown-ass men who have already proved their ability, making millions of dollars. There's a lot of times where they're sitting there like, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Only, I can only imagine. Uh, so yeah, look, I, I definitely understand. But as I said, I do think you're overreacting. I think this is a five-six-one team. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I think this is a team that did have an influx of talent on the, uh, in the uh, draft that I still believe in, regardless of obedience I feel
1: like they overpaid, but they got players. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and I will say, listen, I the running back at the end of the day, statistics say that they don't move the meter that much when it comes to wins and losses, and some do, like. Derek Eric Henry absolutely does. There are there are exceptions to that rule that I will absolutely talk to you about. But I, I don't know that Etienne was going to be that, especially year one. All right, I don't that's, think that's, that's how the scheme I was to set say up. This
1: before because Etienne in my head does not. Yeah. You
0: so to A- yeah, A- and uh, so we're we're in. we I believe I think we think the same way on that. But I still believe you know. Listen, the most expensive offensive line it still shouldn't be, but it is, and it, it's still got some promise there. You obviously have the golden child at quarterback. You have some pieces at wide receiver that I believe and you got to remember, like uh, you know DJ Shark isn't playing you know we, we were still missing pieces on that offense that I think could help but yeah you're you're absolutely right to be Concerned. I think you are overreacting with two, three wins. That's. I mean, they. You know, they only won one last year. I think they're certainly going to win four or five this year. I think they got. You know, that much better. Probably four or five wins better. Um, So I I hope it's just
1: watching, watching how because that's the thing. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting there saying, "Damn, the Jags third string sucks right now." I'm looking at, "Damn, the Jags scheme sucks right now." Yeah. The their plan, their plan of attack, the way Urban is handling this,
0: and it is fair to say, hey, Urban's never really had a a preseason. Before every game that he's ever coached, other than you know spring practice and stuff, has been go time. So so he might be dialing back a scheme and and maybe not really knowing how far to dial it back or anything like that. Because this might not be the scheme that we're expecting, and I I think that's fully fair to say that like hey whatever we're seeing in preseason is probably not going to be what we're seeing week one as far as like schematic standpoint. Uh, But yeah, I I certainly certainly understand what you're saying. I think it's fair to be concerned. I I I I,
1: yeah, I'm concerned, uh, but I mean uh, I can sit here too though and also credit at Trevor Lawrence because if you were still letting me redraft right now, I'm still taking Trevor number one just like anyone else would out yeah. there. That's just Trevor, Man, while, while being the fourth best guy, I know there might be an argument for you, and you, you oh, might, man, you might, you might take Zach Wilson. Yeah. I get that. But I, for me, it would be Trevor. I think consensus of people would be Trevor. Trevor's still that guy, yeah. and he hasn't gone out there and like laid an egg or anything. In fact, I think Trevor has a lot of free reign right now when it comes to this open scope. It doesn't look – As orchestrated as some of these other guys, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I feel like Trevor has a lot more pull and leeway, and you know, I I know he's not out there really commanding the full ship right now, but it's not as scripted as it would be like a Trey Lance drive. Yeah, you can can tell, you can see certain plays. Justin Fields, I think, has some of the most gifted ones (laughs) too. Yeah, for sure. It, it's just different.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I 1000% agree with that, and uh, I guess we'll we'll take that over, to because there's a lot of stuff we want to talk about, and in, in no particular order, you mentioned Zach Wilson, so we'll just let that go yep. right into one thing that I want to talk about. There are two quarterbacks in my head that have been the most consistent in preseason, uh, and, you know, one of them, I'm going to talk about, just incredibly incredibly impressive, the other just very consistent, doing what he needs to do, and play in and play out, regardless of who he's going against, and that's Zach Wilson and and, and uh, Mac Jones. The, to me, both of these guys are guys that I, really are impressing me. Mac Jones was not a guy I was super high on. I'm, I'm always willing to admit that. But at this point, even this early on, Man, I, I understand why there's so much hype at, at third string. Like, he's he has poise, he is commanding a, an offense. It, I know it's just preseason, but like, he looks like the guy, and he's doing that with Cam, Cam Newton in front of him, the ultimate leader, the ultimate, you know, kind of yeah. rah rah type of guy. But he uh, he's doing it a different way. But like, every time he steps on the field, I'm just so impressed. Looks like a vet, looks like I'm making every throw perfectly on the money. Nothing, nothing looks too, too fast for him at this point. Uh, it's very, very impressive there. And then Zach Wilson, I, I can echo all those things and then add in supreme arm talent to go along with it. And God, am I so impressed. I mean, the, the one play, look it up against the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, the play breaks down. He rolls out to the right and like off platform, beautiful, like, what, 20, 25 yard throw. I'm not exactly but sure not. to uh to Corey Davis. I mean, threw an absolute rocket dot uh, down the field. I, and look, he, he that's exactly what he was doing at Boise State. Exactly what he was doing, and he's doing it at a higher it's level BYU. here. BYU. I don't yeah. know why I say Boise State, it's so it's my bad. Um, but BYU, and yeah, I he's he's doing it. He's doing a really really good job. I'm very impressed. I mentioned earlier that oh, I you know I might consider a redraft there. Probably wouldn't. Still be Trevor Lawrence at one, but man, Zach Wilson is. I, I mean, I, I I feel like I was saying it all off season. Hey, there, it's not close between him and anybody else in this draft. You know, after in the yeah. quarterback conversation, like to me, there was a huge drop off. You're
1: saying if you had to pair it would be Trevor and Zach before they be were, Trevor. They were close. The they rest. were close yeah. in my head
0: uh, during the draft process. Everyone said I was crazy, and to me, like, yeah. The, to me, it's a, it's crazy that a quarterback was drafted right after him because I do think there was a drop off in talent. I will say that. Um, and listen, early on, this is a reaction season. May you know he That's could still so, exactly yeah. so he could he could go out and be a dud, but I, I really don't think he's going to be. I thought he'd been super super impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could go out and be a dud, but at a certain point, that it just. It's not because of his ability. I yeah. would say, like it, it may be something, something doesn't line up later down the road. I don't know the case, but to see the type of off balance, off body throws translate, I had no doubt that he could do it. I, I would hope that anyone you could literally see him do it at the college yeah. level, and it's translated to the NFL. It do, the game doesn't seem fast like that. It doesn't seem like he's using those tools sporadically yeah. you know, because it's like, oh, God, plays, plays breaking down. It doesn't boom, seem like zips. he's struggling no. to process yeah, he's, anything he's like that. He's handling it all. He's keeping poised even when there's a lot of pressure breaking down around him. I saw one. It was a play-action pass where he rolled out. It was like a bootleg to the left, and he threw a comeback route on all the way at the back right sideline. Mm-hmm. And just to think of the zip that it takes to get there, and it was before the wide receiver made his break in his route too. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets have a promising future, I think, <sighs> especially if they're able to get this thing right in the locker room and get it all going. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man, I It'll I good. I absolutely I absolutely agree. So I, with that being said, it's more fun to talk about like the the drama than it's just somebody being really good. The Mac Jones thing, yes. all right. So obviously Mac Jones is doing well. There there hasn't been a quarterback competition, but yeah. then I mean there has, but not really. Like we all all kind Cam's of known who was going to be yeah. Cam was going to get that job, but then all of a sudden Cam has to miss five days because of a misunderstanding with the COVID protocols. Whatever happened there, I, I don't I don't know the full story there. Very, very interesting. Apparently, Cam isn't vaccinated and and is strongly against it, which, you know, teach their own. Everybody has that their opinion there. Um, But very, very strange, you know, that that he would there would be a misunderstanding there when, you know, hey, there's somebody, you know, chomping at the bit to to come right behind you and take your job. Um, You know, I would think you would be extra careful in those scenarios. It does this open the door even a little bit for for Mac Jones to take over.
1: Yeah, everything that I'm hearing is yes on that. Um, it, it sh- so I don't know the full story behind Cam and the, the carelessness there because carelessness is such a strong word. I don't know if it was a misunderstanding. I don't know if it was a, a mistake on someone yeah. else's part. I don't know what it was, but regardless, now Cam is not with that team for five days. And like you said, he is the ultimate rah-rah. Mm-hmm. I will show up. I will be the guy. I will rally this team around me. Mm-hmm. You know, And I just kind of picture Cam... Going crazy trying to get the you know the players to really buy into him, and then it's just Mac Jones just kind of standing over there. But Mac Jones is always doing the right thing, though. He's always yeah. showing up. It, the balls that he was throwing, they, they look beautiful. He had one to kill Harry, where Nikhil got shook up, but it was yeah. in it was an amazing pass. He deep ball accuracy everything never is, been called into doubt. Yeah, everything. He is looks really money. good, and it would it would be it would be sad to see Cam really lose the job over this. Um, it,
0: it's surprising. I would I would add. It, would, it I don't, would still be surprising. I still think yeah.
1: this is Cam's thing to lose. Mm-hmm. I think that Bill uh, has really Belichick has really come out and said that Cam stepping in last year, he, he's the second year guy. He's mm-hmm. the guy who has some familiarity here. He is, and you know, he said that he's the guy until he's not pretty much is what yeah, it was. Absolutely. Um, but Mac going forward, it looks good. Um, I have a little bit of Cam bias in me that just says, and of course, Mac being the Alabama guy, it's like, you know what? Let Mac go out there and let him let him, <laughs> let him deal with some of the stuff that the, the inability around him on those certain players, and go ahead, have fun, then. have fun. When you I throw. love yeah.
0: it. I love it. Let, no, I, I absolutely get agree. Real quick. I absolutely agree. So, um, so I, I know, and I know we're going quarterback heavy a little bit, and I, and I hate doing that. That's the, um, that's the news. Though. But we're going to keep means. we're going to keep doing. We have a couple topics outside of the quarterback conversation, uh, but we're going to keep doing, and I'm, I am going to take it to the 49ers, because, you know, we were talking about uh, these guys as far as, like, processing very quickly. Nothing seems too fast. That has been my single biggest complaint about Lance so far when I've been watching him is that I I, I do feel like he's processing a little slower. It does seem like it's too fast for him at this point, and and maybe that's a way over-examination. Like, I, I, I please, like, give me shit for that. I should, probably shouldn't be saying that. That's so conjecture, but it does feel to me that, like, there are some awesome plays, and he has a ton of talent. There's no doubt about that. There's a reason he was drafted third overall, and we've seen those on the scripted plays. We've seen like the awesome, the awesome play design that uh, that Shanahan brings to the table. But you know, you he you can tell they're specifically trying to keep him in the pocket, stay away from all the runs, and just make him be a pocket passer. And it seems to me like he, he's struggling with like the basic. You know, stand in the pocket three, you know like that kind of stuff, process one, two, three kind of things. I, i'm I'm having issues with that so far. And, and am I being crazy right now, way overthinking this?
1: I would say it's a tad bit of an overreaction, but I mean, I agree with you in saying that I think when you evaluate Trey Lance in the stats at the end of the game, like just looking at yeah, the stat shut sheet, that up. if yeah. it says like 16 of 23, 180 yards and a touchdown, you could take three passes away in the touchdown and then it looks really, really bad. Yeah. Because if you were to watch the whole game, you would see times where the plan doesn't go exactly as it should and it does kind of break down a little bit and that's where I do have some worries there. Um, some off-body throws that I feel like shouldn't be there. He had some that should have been... He had one pass that I know... Uh, I can't. I think it was last week's game. they should have been picked off. It was an interception. He kind of got lucky there. Yeah, it was um, right
0: after the other interception yeah, exactly. that, that he yeah, exactly. did throw. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. You know,
1: there's just some plays here and there where he's definitely having a little bit harder of a time adjusting to this than what you would see in a... Because it's nothing but good. And... and like Trevor Lawrence, even with all Trevor Lawrence and the struggles, I would say right there, I wouldn't even call it struggles necessarily. It would just be the high bar we set Yeah, him. we exactly. haven't seen
0: the exciting. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, but Justin
1: Fields has hit that right now. Mac Jones has hit that right now. Zach Wilson has hit that, and you've seen it. And you have seen it in doses in Trey Lance too. It's just not as consistent as what you would like yeah. it to be that early on. So I say all that in saying I think this is Jimmy Garoppolo's job. I think the Jimmy Garoppolo-led 49ers right now will be a better-off team Early on than the Trey Lance led 49ers
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And then you know, add in the fact that like you can you can pull the Lamar Jackson move here. You yeah, can you it, can put Lamar you can put Lamar Jackson in the these you know little sets. They did it all year. His rookie year, he got in a couple plays. He was a distraction here and there for the defense. You know, making people think, maybe making defenses thing get him used to the speed of the game a little bit. And then you know, week eleven, week twelve comes around, he starts. You know, yeah. I, I think that's a fair thing. And then imagine imagine all of the the game plan he stuff like as you know shanahan has all these plays prepared for a an incredibly mobile quarterback like a lance mm-hmm. imagine being able to to really unleash that right as the playoffs are coming around exactly right when why, it really starts see to matter out
1: there when it's really it, like i have no Let doubt that trey, like, trey lance could be a starting quarterback not at all right now. not at all i know that he could do that with yeah this, we're with not shanahan saying in the offense yeah. around him exactly but why why show your hand too early when the hand's not ready to be played yet? Yeah. Just give it a minute, like with Lamar. It, is, it doesn't you need it mean that you're a bust yeah. of a quarterback if it takes you a little bit of time to get out there. Not everyone out there should be thrust into that role because when you are, it messes with your psyche. It messes you up mentally and you don't know if you can recover from that. The mental game is something that I have always preached about that could be because all of these guys are assets on the physical game they all have that i think the ones that separate it is when you are able to have that mental toughness that goes into it that also contributes to your physical game and take it slow if this is the 49ers team that's three years removed from a super bowl
0: and they are super bowl football team and they
1: are a super bowl caliber yeah you look at their roster up and down below at the helm their ceiling is higher with trey lance no doubt their ceiling is absolutely higher but right now let's stick with the floor let's get it because it's a very tough division and i don't think you can afford to have a bad start
0: yeah, Liz, I mean, you you hit on pretty much everything. I, I couldn't agree more with with what you're saying on that. And, and Jimmy G, like, as much as people want to make fun of him, yeah, he can run that offense at a high level. It's not, it, it, you said it perfectly, it's not the ceiling that yeah. Lance brings. It's the not the running couch, ability. It's not, yeah, it's not all of those things that, like, would be exciting with Lance, but that can come. And also, something that you've, also, you've always said, we were so quick to write off these guys after one bad year, after one thing that's unimpressive. Like we're two weeks into preseason. It's okay if it takes them a couple of months to get yeah, on the field if, from right now, you know, that's still okay. And I think 49ers fans bright future for the 49ers in general, regardless of what happens. I, I still believe that Lance is going to be a good player, uh, but it doesn't have, have to happen right, right away. Um, so I, I love that. Let's, let's move over to like a similar situation. The kind of similar situation where I think the exact opposite. About I feel the exact opposite. it has got to be just uh, yeah yeah it's Justin Fields versus uh, versus Andy Dalton. Uh, apparently you know there hasn't been a name starter yet or anything like that. But they have pretty much said that that it's Andy Dalton's team unless you know unless Andy Dalton really just and absolutely lost so that it. He
1: has to see Andy Dalton in the regular season. Yeah. therefore he's the starter. Yeah,
0: and and listen, I get it. Like maybe you signed Andy Dalton and you promised him he would be the starter and you want to keep your word or, or whatever happened there. And I'm not going to listen, Justin Fields not been perfect. And, and when he has played really well, it has been against the threes. I have not seen him against like the first team reps or anything like that. So like, yeah, there's, there's certainly like, you can, you can poke holes in how he's played, but overall I think played well. Yeah. He missed a blitz assignment. Like I'm not, I'm sure you oh, saw he it. Got oh dude, he got, I, I think that was his headband because knocked off. of the comment
1: that came before. It wasn't solely because of that, but it was ironic to think of how he said, the, like the reporter said, is the game fast or slow? He said it's kind of slow to me. It didn't look on that play. It didn't look
0: slow for anyone out
1: there. But yeah, he just, got. He,
0: he that pop, was his he welcome to right, the NFL. Yeah, and he popped right
1: back up, and he still led a pretty impressive drive. He did Absolutely,
0: good. yeah. So, so like, and like, he'll figure that out. He'll figure out, hey, shift your line to the right. Like you, you know, that that's little stuff that rookies are going to have to like, deal with. I don't understand, I don't fathom a reason why you would think, as your coach, as a Matt Nagy who knows he's on the hot seat, who, like, let's be honest, I'm sure he doesn't feel this way, your offense fucking sucks. Schematically, it fucking sucks. It's not that good. Alright? And I'm sorry, Bears fans, like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Like, I think it, there can be a bright future with this team, and there's a lot of pieces that I love on that team, but the scheme has been underwhelming every single year since he's been in the league, and seems like the NFL got came, you know, caught up to it pretty quickly, and it and has not really changed since year one at least in my eyes and I'm by no means a professional but like that's that's what I'm seeing so far Justin Fields adds a level of dynamic to this to the scheme that any Dalton just doesn't add even if he is a little bit better with blitz catch you know with the the mental side of the game at this point in their career Justin Fields to me in every single way is the clear-cut better better option for your football team even if you do have to deal with a couple negative plays here and there you still got a good defense I mean so I'm not really that worried about it, I don't get why Matt Nagy wouldn't want to save his job by putting Justin Fields in as early as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, it blows my mind. The only thing that I could think of would be a promise that he made to Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton has said so many times, it, he's balanced it well, but he has also said that it's still my time. And he that's the, said that the confidence behind it. Time. Yeah.
0: The confidence behind it, all the things that you're hearing just makes you think, okay, there has to be something that something was said. Something behind the scenes was yeah. agreed upon
1: that this would be Andy Dalton's job to get and to lose if it were to be. And that that makes sense as to why. Because it's like, this this thing with Justin Fields right now, I see it as like a fire. And it's growing. It's growing. The fans, the team, there's a lot of buzz. Like you said, it's not perfect at times, but yeah. there's excitement at the quarterback position in Chicago. And we, the last time we saw that was a young Trubisky that got blown up in our faces way too soon. So there's this fire, and it kind of feels like Nagy and Dalton are keeping it down. They're like, whoa, 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 not, no, not now, not now. Not yet, not you yet. You could kill it. You yeah. could kill it. You, that's how you lose a locker room. That's how you lose your job. And that's why I know Matt Nagy will be losing his job. It may not be this season. It may be the end of the next season. I don't know. I don't think it can come soon enough.
0: Yeah, I, I he's think so, he's
1: extremely overrated, and to deny Justin Fields' his starting job right now is to deny yourself that spark, yeah. that connection. The Bears are a very damn good defense, they have a very capable offense with the pieces around them. Get Fields in there and let's see this thing going because it's the same thing that I said about Trey Lance and Jimmy G, except you don't have the success to lean on like the Super Bowl year that you did. Mm-hmm. It's And, and you don't have the scheme. And that's, yeah, and he, I have no yeah, confidence in your scheme
0: like, with, with Andy Dalton. I, don't. I, I
1: think Justin Fields' floor is almost the same as an Andy Dalton floor. Versus ceiling... Andy Dalton is nowhere in the same stratosphere to what Justin yeah. Fields can do to this team. Yeah, it was, so what uh, are we doing
0: here? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And listen, you're a lot higher than on Justin Fields from like a He's draft standpoint than I was. Yeah, I like Justin Fields yeah, a lot. Yes, so you're you're a bigger, and Listen, I, I still have questions there. I, I certainly do. But let's see what you got, man. Let's give him three years. I think that's the it factor. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, and and if he does, get, let's give him three years and let's really see. Hopefully, 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 he can get an offensive coordinator and a head coach that like can give him a little bit more than Matt Nagy. I think is going to get him and again i know i'm shitting on Nagy. I, I thought he should have been gone at the end of this year i, I don't understand how he really wasn't yeah. um but yeah and again like if i'm Matt Nagy and i'm sitting here knowing you're on the hot seat why would you not want to put the guy in as early as possible and show like then if you get eight nine wins you can say hey he progressed better every year or every week and and he grew next year's gonna be that much better but if you have any Dalton then for four or five games and you know suck how whatever happens and you went you go eight and nine you're like well you know he he still did better but you know you you didn't get to see as much of that growth yeah. I, I think I think you could I would give myself as much time as possible to see growth. For from week one to week seventeen, week eighteen, excuse me, as opposed to waiting till week four or five when he's inevitably gonna be in anyway, and and you know see the see the growth from week six or week five to week eighteen, I, I would I would I would do that as early as possible, and then I think the argument against it is. They do play the Rams week one, like their first two games schedule, of the season yeah. is they play the Rams and the and the Bengals, and it's like, oh well, we'll let them play against the let Dalton play the Rams and then put him in and have an easier game or whatever. And I just think that's dumb. I, I don't know. I, I just I first of all, I don't see that at any Dalton Rand Bears team beating the Rams. I just can't see. imagine imagine no. I think I
1: think <laughs> the only way that you could spend that was to save him from Aaron Donald. Maybe yeah, save Justin Fields from that start but I hope we don't sound like hypocrites when we just came from a Trey Lance situation no I think they're they two totally to different scenarios and, and, yeah exactly you yeah. can evaluate the and guy and Jimmy is a Justin lot better Fields than he don't has that it factor to where you can go ahead and get him out there Yeah, and I've seen enough on, in, during preseason to be like, okay, I want to see the raw product tested on the field right now.
0: Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because at least it would change for me. If, if roles were reversed and Andy Dalton was in San Francisco and Jimmy G was in uh, was in Chicago, do you still feel the exact same way or does it change for, for one reason or the other?
1: No, uh, I guess it would stay the same on the fact that I think that Jimmy G it can run a football team schematically effectively so I see no reason as to why you cannot wait and develop your talent and keep your hand hidden because you know that you're still going to put a good product on the field it's not going to derail your season Andy Dalton is not that we yeah. saw Andy Dalton's chance last year with a Cowboys team that has better weapons offensively. I yes, the line agree. was banged up, but the Cowboys have a one of the most potent offenses out there at a Zeke, a CeeDee Lamb, Should a Michael be. Gallup, and a Amari Cooper. And you're telling me that Andy Dalton, I was high. Nobody
0: on. thought it was the drop-off. Or at least we didn't I, In I this thought I
1: thought that there was going to be something that would happen. That's what showed yeah. me why you pay Dak. That's, I had a lot of crow to eat on that one. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking big pills to swallow. But it's okay. That's what happens. And evaluating that Andy Dalton going over to this Bears team that I think has run a That's lot worse, worse overall
0: in every every aspect. Send Fields really. out there, yeah. No, I, I'm just, I, do I don't want.
1: I'm afraid I don't want to see Fields get the same treatment as like a okay. He has a, he has a lame duck coach right now in a Matt Nagy. I know there's a lot of people out there who still write home about Matt Nagy and that system coming from the Andy Reid thing or whatever. I'm Man. out on it. I'm out on it. Been out on it. And I think you cannot separate that. You need to. You need to as soon as you can. Justin Fields from Matt Nagy because I don't want them to be. Synonymous. Because then Nagy goes, and then Fields, still a guy, has a brand new coach, and who knows, hit or miss, let's pray to God it hits so Fields can save his job. What if it doesn't? What if there's some growing pains there? Then Then you're on a second to three-year guy who didn't hit. Sounds a lot like Trubisky.
0: Sounds a lot like. By the way, Trubisky, Trubisky sounds,
1: did really good in, in Buffalo against the Bears.
0: Sounds a lot like Trubisky. Sounds a lot like Marcus Mariota. I yeah. could argue, and I'm not even the biggest Mariota fan, but I'll still give you that argument. So there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. I, I mean, just a m- lot. That me have being lived a fan that.
1: of Fields, I don't want to see that treatment and have shit. to.
0: Honestly, the, it sounds success, like Tannehill. The road to success,
1: <laughs> yeah. The road to success can be a long and brutal, one. and finally Tannehill was able to get taken yeah, care to of to the right it. spot because you always knew it. But Tannehill was dealt knew with it. That early shit. on. Yeah. What was the narrative with him? Bust.
0: Yeah it was unfortunate I don't want to see that yeah no listen I absolutely agree let's uh all right, we got one more quarterback. Then we can get to some that's non-quarterback what, stuff.
1: That's, that's the stuff, though.
0: That's that's the, that is on. the stuff. Yeah. That's what we got to talk about here. All right, last last really big, I think, conversation. And again, this is one that I wanted to bring up. I think Drew Locke and Bridgewater have both looked really good in preseason, yeah, and right. I've, I've paid attention to them a lot. They've blown out both the teams that they played. Granted, they weren't playing a lot of starters, but hey, who cares? They they still uh, looked really, really well. Both team, both players got to play with the ones, and and you got to see both players, I think, succeed to me, it is it is not even a question one way or the other who I would pick. This is Drew Locke, alright? Drew Locke needs to be the starter. Drew Locke has the upper echelon skill set. He has the upper echelon arm, at least, and physical body. Like, he has all those things. Yeah, listen, what's between the ears? Listen, I don't know the guy. I don't, I don't know that answer and it certainly didn't look good last year at times but, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of excuses. I know there is. There's a lot of excuses I can give for him last year to at least explain away some of the things that happened not everything but certainly you know there were injuries to lock there were injuries to the wide receivers there, there was a lot of stuff going on in denver that didn't help lock at all i want to see what lock can be i already know what bridgewater is play lock. It should not be a question. That is that is what I he's played well. And listen, Bridgewater has too. i I'm not trying to take anything away from Bridgewater, but Locke has played just as well, has not made any mistakes, has has done everything right, and has I, I think has had a couple more more wow throws uh, down the field than, than Bridgewater is. And the only reason for that is Locke's just more talented. He has more in his right arm than, than Bridgewater does.
1: I hate using the same verbiage but when it comes down to it on you know like ceiling and floor. Mm-hmm. I think with Drew Locke, if Drew Locke is capable of being the guy that he was whenever he was drafted, and we have seen that at times, because last year I agree with you in saying that we were both very high on Denver, and medically I kind of like scratched the season. You know, after yeah. after all those injuries that went down and seeing the whole, especially even on tough. the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. They lost a lot of guys. Right now, it looks like we're going to get to see this unit fully healthy, fully intact, that can be a very, very good defense yeah. and a very, very good offense. And if Drew Locke, the missing piece can get up to top 10-ish quarterback play, mm-hmm. I'm not saying fully be cemented in the top 10. I'm saying bounce in and out like a Baker Mayfield does mm-hmm. or a Ryan Tannehill or a Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan-ish. If he can be in those realm of names, this is a scary team to watch out for. Yeah, I think with Teddy, I think we know what we're getting. It's good to see iron sharpen iron because Teddy is looking better when it comes to pushing the ball down the field. He it's has. almost he like has Teddy that. Some good throws. that he has to do that yeah. now. But even still, Drew Locke has not slipped up in this process, in this battle. I think it has helped Drew Locke get better. And at the end of the day, let's go into this year as a Broncos fan, knowing we have two formidable quarterbacks, and hopefully Drew Locke can keep that going. It's hard. I know it it must be very, very hard to be a gunslinger mentality and have a a formidable guy in Bridgewater right behind you who is not a gunslinger, who is more of the game manager. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to not mess up. I'm I'm maybe not going to win you this game, but I'm not going to lose you this game either. Drew Locke, I think, is on the other side of that spectrum, but they're both playing really well. Ceiling Drew Locke. I buy that every
0: single time. I, I absolutely agree, and, and and it's tough. I because wish I had more
1: controversy to give to you. I yeah, mean, no. We well, the well I'm, yeah. I'm gonna add.
0: I'm gonna add in some some things that like because I always try to like when I have these stakes, at least think about what the other side of it is. And, and I think the other side of it is a Vic Fangio, who's been a defensive coach his entire career. What do defensive coaches think more more often than not? They want to they want to control the game. They yeah. want to they want to play through their defense and the all tedious. these things. And, and and not only that, like I mean, we did the rewatch of, of Super Bowl Fifty. Or Super Bowl Fifty, what did they do in twenty fifteen? I know Peyton Manning was at the helm, but I mean they played through their defense. They controlled the game. They played through the defense, and they won. The, they won the Super Bowl doing it um, because yeah. that team is good. Yeah. Yeah, that, and, and I'm not saying it's the exact same team this year as it was, you know, in 2015. Like, I, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, there's people in that building that have seen a lot of success from a quarterback that, in paid Manning's case, had just lost it and, and didn't have the same zip on the ball, or a quarterback that's just average. I mean, I, I think that's yeah. the best way to put it. Bridgewater is a high-level backup who will be in the league for a long time. He's going to have, a, I think, a Tyrod Taylor type of career where he can go a lot of different plays and be com- competitive with the rookie, and you know, certainly get some playing time. Start him
1: if you want him to. Yeah, but
0: it's like there's always going to be somebody behind him that that is more exciting for the fan base and more exciting for the for the coaching staff. I think that's just going to how how it's going to have to be how it's going to have to go for him, and that that's unfortunate for the person because I know I can only imagine how that feels and to also feel like. Man, it might not might not have been this way if I hadn't have had that injury. Like I can't imagine what that is. I think that's to the psyche. True too. Yeah, yeah I, I certainly believe that. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, that that's where we're at right now. And Drew Locke can be the future, and if he's not, we need to find out this year. That that's the only way I can put it. I don't think we found out last year. At least I haven't given up yet. So I know you. We, not a lot of controversy. We kind of agree on that one.
1: That's why I say but, throw him out there because Aaron Rodgers is on this last. Let's the last dance with uh, hey, it's, it's the last dance with Aaron Rodgers still yeah. out there and see what it is and then you can try to make that sales pitch to him man
0: guys. how many how many coaching staffs are looking at their quarterback and thinking if he just sucks a whole lot we might get Aaron Rodgers yeah it's year. like I can justify <laughs> getting rid of you for that I'll do it honestly there's two it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun I mean you're going yeah. to trade for one of them but Aaron Rodgers is going to be there um, alright so last thing I want to talk about and I want to give some love to some defenses um, we, we can talk about some other uh, position groups I, I, thought, I thought Najee Harris has played well. I thought yes. you know uh, 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 the the corner for Denver played Patrick awesome. Sertan. Patrick Sertan had that interception. He's been playing really well. But I want to talk about these linebackers, man. Linebackers playing in the middle of the field. Rookie linebackers: Parsons, uh, uh, Zayvon Collins, and, and Joker, who we get made fun of still for on their first season. You know, the, round one of the draft, we thought he was going to be top twenty. We thought for sure he'd be top twenty five. We thought there was no way he would fall so out of the first fell, round. Of
1: course we're going to talk about. Uh, of, him.
0: Course, of course, of course. Uh, Well, he's been playing awesome. I guess we'll start there because, you know, he fell because of a heart murmur, which is unfortunate, but he fell all the way to uh, the Broncos or excuse me uh, for the Browns. And you watch him play and he just he just he looks big and fast and strong and hitting. And I mean, those are things you want to see in preseason. I don't need to see the high level stuff that you need to see in week five, week six, week seven. I just want to see you be fast, strong, and hit, especially at I want the to see linebacker position. That's why we drafted you. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see that physical ability. It's shown up in spades so far.
1: That's what he was at Notre Dame. He was yeah. the trendsetter on defense. He was the guy who was like, man, defense might not be running back to the huddle as fast as they should or might not be carrying themselves. Mm-hmm. And then he knocks the shit out of someone, and you're like, I'll, I'll hit for All that right. guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. And that's what he's doing. It goes to say for itself that he is fourth overall on Defensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Wow, I did not because realize that that's crazy.
1: Overall on the odds if you wow. look at it all on yeah, I mean
0: here. that's a that's a compliment to him. And I mean yet, really. Exactly.
1: And yet he goes back in the second round. I I knew what I was seeing whenever I saw him, just like a yeah, lot of we other people stupid, out there, yeah. I think Daniel Jeremiah had him in his overall top fifteen players.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that's that's what happens. Like, it was the same but like thing. Like you said, heart yeah, murmur happens, happens, whatever
1: it is to, to be. I know there's a lot of people who aren't Cleveland Browns fans out there who are just like, how do they keep getting this <laughs> good? Like, how do they keep getting pe- that defense is loaded? Yeah, absolutely. It's like the Bucs in Joe Yeah. How Joe trion has been it? killing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the rich getting richer. I think that it is a match made in heaven, though, for Joker. And honestly, from a Browns linebacking core, that yes, they have a really good defensive line, a really good secondary. But when you look for the trendsetter on defense right there, at the linebacker position, primarily, Yeah. Joker no, can be
0: it. I absolutely agree. Uh, Zayvon Collins uh, went to Arizona Cardinals, think 16th overall. Haven't gotten um, to see him yet. You so haven't seen him. He, him yeah. he same story. Just looks fast, strong, and and, and powerful all over the field. I have um, seen Parsons. Yeah, Parsons. I mean, Parsons getting all the love because it's the Cowboys and hard knocks and all that. Yeah. Um, we don't really have to talk on that too much. He just wants to play, and he he's looked awesome. But yeah, Zayvon Collins, it's another guy that I wanted to bring up because I really haven't heard a lot of buzz around him. Mm-hmm. But at least when I'm watching, I'm like. Oh, who is that guy? He's and saying, I, yeah. I can't remember the number anymore. But I remember, like specifically, I was like, "Oh, who is that guy?" And realized, "Oh, well, it's David Collins. He got drafted out of Tulsa, and you know, a uh, guy that was really tough. He out for me because Tulsa plays a weird defense." Um, but you know, moving on to a couple other first rounders and, and defensive players. You mentioned Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon at thirty second overall, and Awuzie, uh, uh, uh Jason Jason Oway, excuse me, uh, at thirty one to the uh, to the Baltimore Ravens both defensive ends both both guys that were built as these like physical specimens but you know needed to progress both really killing it in camp right now they are yeah and these are these are guys i'm gonna be honest this is coming from more of like a beat writer type of thing but i wanted to bring them up as well as guys that are like super super impressive need they deserve the love this is you know it seemed like all year it was all offense last year Let's bring in a little defense. Let's talk a little defense this year. I think I think it's going to be more of a defensive. Uh, you know, I think the defense is going to. I think there is going to be a lot less scoring this year. I'll put it that way <laughs> because uh, I, the. I think we saw last year that the no preseason, the no camp, that really affect the defense more than affected the offense. You know. And oh it, yeah, I guess it makes sense, it, it, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm-
1: it's well because that's no preseason. That's when you're getting your pads loose. That's yeah. when you're getting your that's you're yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, the same thing for the college game. Whenever they weren't getting that, it was like I look at it from a betting stance. I would take the over on almost every single one because you know these guys at that rate they don't get this early practice to warm up. Mm-hmm. So that's almost the first half. And then they come out after the half, already depending on what's happening. Now you're a little you're ready bit to more go. tired, yeah, and, and, and yeah. But and but then you're in that mentality of okay, now we're good to start hitting. Instead. No, it's a little too late for that.
0: Yeah. this year will be a little different. I yeah. absolutely agree. I think it's I think it's going to be the year of the unders. Really, I really yep. do. It's at least be. early on, before Vegas really catches up. Like week week one, I'm going to be betting under. I'm I'm only going to be looking for unders week one. I'm gonna have like I'm I'm excited about that. Um, all right, that is that's all I have. Any any last thoughts as you were t- as we were talking that you wanted to bring up? Uh, anybody else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, put an actually actually
1: uh, put an eye out on Marquez Calloway. Man, Just like, I didn't want that. you to say it. I didn't want to say it I've because I know... i for
0: him for a week. I was on him three weeks ago, and I didn't tell anybody because I wanted to get him in our you league. You can't
1: tell Dylan that.
0: Oh, my Dylan God. Dylan has had him since
1: last year when he went Dude, undrafted free agent. That's the I whole was, reason that he... W- Marquez Calloway, I've said it, too, that he was a boss at UT. Yeah. He has always had that. There's been a lot of dogs come out of UT in that wide receiver mm-hmm. core, and the difference in some of them was like a Josh Malone or uh, th- there's another one that I'm missing too off the top of my head. They kind of... Juan they, Jennings. Juan Jennings, exactly Juan that. Jennings, yeah. They were great wide receivers. They were great facilitators at going up and getting the ball, but they lacked that explosive thing. Marquez has that. Marquez had has all the of the, the great body in and the, intangibles, yeah. the route running and everything, and he's able to do the explosive plays. And we yeah. saw it last night. He can be their wide receiver one. I think he's gonna going be. to be the thing that makes them. Realize Michael Thomas is
0: going to be out for the first. We half may of the season. not need
1: Michael Thomas.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm so upset that you said that. I, I really I yeah, guess Callaway. Yeah, in our league, just for anybody listening that doesn't know, we have a, a keeper league that's pretty competitive, and and he was a guy that I was really hoping to grab late that nobody was thinking about, and then he had an awesome game last week, and I guess a couple of our friends already knew about him. Yeah, uh, but he, <laughs> yeah. he's been on the radar. for Okay, for fair me. enough, fair enough. Um, uh, uh, you know, if we're, we're talking about on the radar guys. I, I have a list, but I don't. I don't want to give it. I don't want to away careful. Yeah, I got to be careful. Can,
1: can we get a little love for Pat Fryermuth in this bitch? Um, yeah,
0: he's he's played. He's been okay.
1: Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns.
0: No, he he played That's he solid. Played, hey, he played very well. He That's played very solid. well. I like Pat Fryermuth a whole lot. Uh, still excited to see. When are we going to see Kyle Pitts? Haven't seen him on the field yet. That's been a little frustrating. Uh, oh,
1: one more thing. We have to have to have to mention it. Should have been on the hot topics. This might take us a few minutes actually to okay. evaluate okay. it. Jamar Chase. There's problems okay three three targets back to back to back drops. three drops they pulled him from the game do you think that there is is this the time to overreact or is this something that we should have seen because this is a guy who hasn't played football in almost two years now so is this the slow acclimation back to the game we know what he is we know what we have seen yeah. but
0: yeah listen I'll, I'll be I'll, I'm absolutely shocked obviously you know we're every, everything that you know you graded him on at least if you're someone like me who's just doing it from the computer doesn't get to see him in person you're grading on 2019, and, yeah, you don't know what he did in the offseason. You don't know if he was catching balls every day. It is scary. It's certainly scary. We know the high-end talent. We know the physical ability. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very scared of Jamar Chase. I'm out yeah. on Jamar Chase as far as, like, a fantasy standpoint comes from. Uh, I'm not worried about him this year. I think next year might be the year that, that we get a Jamar Chase – it would be incredibly unfortunate if he was a bust. It would be, it, it, I think it would liken it to, I, I think if he's a bust, it's going to be like the way the way uh, the Bills busted out with Watkins, mm-hmm. right? Sammy Watkins was a superstar. He was going to be the dude. There was no reason he wouldn't be. Because
1: you always saw the physical ability Yeah, and yeah. then
0: for one reason or another, injuries hit in and, and you know, things like that. I think that's really, the, I think, and then uh, still, he still had an okay career. He's still in the league for a long time. Like a lot of, a lot of guys in the world would kill to have that kind of career. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, certainly disappointing for what we thought he could be. Maybe that's his career, and to me, that's his floor. Like that's what his bust is. Hope that's not the case. I hope he's yeah, a superstar. Yeah, because star.
1: in in a certain essence, that's almost bust proof. When you yeah. look at a guy like Kadarius Tony, I can see Kadarius Tony not translating the league, and he could be for out. For sure, and, and we knew that. Next yeah, exactly. we knew that. Jamar Chase is still this amazing talent. Um, so I guess when it comes to real NFL, I am not sold out on him. I think he can contribute to this offense. I think he's going to be doing a lot, be very damn good. But when it comes to your fantasy draft in the fourth or fifth round, I'm going to...
0: Fourth or fifth round. There's that's no his ADP. Question. I am passing. Ridiculous. Yeah. That no. He shouldn't be going that. Give me T. That,
1: Higgins in the sixth or seventh, or Boyd in the eighth.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's. I, I absolutely agree with that. And and I think in real NFL, give him a year. Obviously, there's something going on. You know. You hope this isn't a mental thing, and you just don't know the mental side of it. And and like. I don't know. You can think of a lot of guys that have busted out really easily. Certainly scary. I always get star- scared with rookies that are having drop problems, and I always get scared with running backs that get hurt in their first year. Like those are the two things that really scare me as far as like a career goes. Because I you, think it you takes, don't always see the bounce back.
1: Well, because you, you just start looking up at the ceiling and you see it get a little closer. You know, yeah. because I feel like especially with running back injuries. I think that that's when it starts to really yeah. just kind of drop down. And it's like, you know, you still have an amazing stud of a player. Yeah. But when you look at drafting, especially where Jamar Chase went, people were throwing his name up there that could be one of the greats. Like I thought, yeah. He was expected to be. And he still could be. That's what I'm saying is, you know, three three pe- uh, targets, three drops. Doesn't mean that I'm just, you know, yeah. completely sold out on him. And, other than a fantasy aspect.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, I didn't watch that game. So, like, I, I don't have context for, like, how the drops happened or anything yeah. like that. There, There's always a story there. But, yeah, if it is his chest, and it dropped off three times in a row. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly worried about it, and I definitely saw that report, and and, and it gave me concern. I did want to point out, like, like my first thing, we, we mentioned a rookie running backs that get hurt, and obviously we were talking about Tra- uh, Edian earlier. Mm-hmm. My first thought when I read that was Rashad Penny. And how Rashad Penny got hurt in the oh, I really pre-season. liked him coming out. Yeah, he was awesome coming out. And granted, he wasn't quite as as high caliber as I think Edian was coming yeah. out, as far as like a pedigree standpoint. But that was like my first thought. And it was like, man, Penny had these injuries early on, and he just really never clicked into don't that want offense. You can see a guy get
1: swept out before he gets the chance. Exactly. exactly. Uh, Bry- Bryce Love for me.
0: Bryce, yeah, and that was before he really even got in the NFL. He got yeah. hurt in college and got drafted late, and really just it was nothing after that. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think that's that's it. That's all I have. Um, I can't think of anything else. I, I was think I was trying to think of a couple other like sleeper fantasy guys that I had, and I, I have a list on my computer that I'm ready to go. Yeah, no, I'd be fine be giving them away, but but I just can't think of them off the top of my head, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, do that. So I guess we'll end it right there, uh, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Mm-hmm. If you're watching on on YouTube, uh, thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe. All that good stuff. Thank you to Underdog Podcast for hosting us, and uh, we will be back next week. Also, check out NFC East breakdown if you're interested in that on the YouTube channel. Peace. Seven.